welcome everyone. Welcome back to Raisa Contra El Mundo with me, Ray. And you're supposed to be my friend Isaac, but he's not here today. It's the first time he's not being here because Isaac just got a an eye surgery uh, two days ago, I believe. And let's hope for his speed recovery and let's hope he'll be back with us soon. So without further ado, we have a guest today from Latino America again. Everybody, please welcome Alexis Gallegos. Alexis Gallegos. <laughs> Hola, Alexis. ¿Cómo estás? ¿Qué pasó? Hola, Rey. ¿Qué tal? Todo bien. Muchas gracias. ¿Y tú? Estoy bien. ¿Y ahora qué haciendo? ¿Sabes estudiar? Sí. Ahora estoy estudiando en el MEDSCU. Estoy por finalizar. Me falta un semestre más. Un semestre, ¿Un semestre más. Sí. ¿Qué programa? ¿Cómo? ¿Qué programa? En Med School. Med School. Uh, ¿Así, así la programa por seis, seis años? Sí, aquí en Ecuador y en Latinoamérica básicamente es por seis años. ¿Y la práctica? Sí. La práctica normalmente es un año después de los seis años de, de estudio. Uh -huh. Es un año, se la llama rural. Es como, sí, es como un año de práctica en el cual mandan a algunas partes del país uh -huh. en donde no hay suficientes doctores, suficientes sí, sí. recursos, más uh -huh. como para ayudar a la comunidad. Uh -huh. eh, no es un trabajo pagado, oh. es más como, como un voluntariado. Volunteer. Voluntariado, sí. sí. Bueno, exactamente. Entonces, ¿cómo es la, la situación ahí con el COVID-19? Con el COVID-19 está terrible. ¿Terrible? Súper <ríe> mal. Es muy mal. Ajá. Porque... ¿Cuántos muertos? Sí, oh, muertos, sí, la verdad. No sabría un estimado, pero hubo el año anterior una cifra bastante grande uh -huh. en el cual el país se paralizó totalmente. Por ejemplo, estuvimos alrededor de unos seis meses totalmente en casa, sin Ajá. poder salir, sin poder hacer nada. Lockdown, ¿eh? Lockdown. Solo una persona podía salir a hacer las compras. <risa> It was so hard. <risa> Eh, y aquí en Indonesia, ayer tenemos 20.000 casos. Uh. Ayer, positivo. Uh. Ayer, solo ayer. Ayer, ayer solo. Oh, no, demasiado. Uh. Actually, here in South America, uh, people is very scared about that. It wasn't, was it in uh, Ecuador uh, that, that had dead people along the streets in 2020? Oh my God, yes. Actually, at the beginning when everything happened, a thing that happened to me, I was in Argentina. Actually, it was my first week. Of I remember it was Tuesday that I got there. And when I heard, I actually saw the videos on December, 2019 videos on December. Yeah. And I saw the COVID and I was thinking like the COVID doesn't have symptoms. They have to wait 14 days to incubate and then to have symptoms. Right. And I was thinking, this is going to be massive. This is going to be a, yeah. pand a pandemic stuff. Shit. And I told them to my family. And they we were they were actually in Miami. And I was still in Argentina in that December. And when I saw and that... in 2019, December, nobody nobody was like, was like, nah, COVID, whatever. Right? Yeah. It's like nothing. But I got very scared because the thing that happened, it was... I saw, actually, I saw that video on Facebook. It was the first thing that I saw. It was 
seven people had COVID. And then I was like, yeah, it's just that. But I heard about the symptoms that it has to have 14 days in Kuwait. And I was thinking like, okay. This is reversed. And then the next day, yeah, the next day just happened. Like I saw the video and they were 30. And then I, I was thinking like, oh my God, this is gonna be mess. Then the next day go like 40, 50. And I was like, oh no, this is not gonna happen. Mm. I remember that we were in class and the teacher never came. We were there for an hour waiting. The teacher never came. And I was thinking, oh no, my God, please don't be my teacher infected. The teacher, another teacher came and she told us that the class is over because the our, our professor was infected and she's not there. While when we were just leaving because they sent us home, we were here and in the halls. There's a, a Brazilian guy that got infected and he's just on the floor. He's not moving. He's not doing anything. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm just going home. I just went home and stayed there. And then that night, we got a communicate saying that the university is going to be closed. And one thing that my university has, it's, uh, it's called Hospital de Clinicas. It's the uh-huh. clinic's hospital. Uh-huh. It's like the biggest, uh, the hospital biggest hospital. In Buenos Aires? Yeah. yeah. The free one. Everyone can go in. And I was thinking, oh, no, we're in the middle of this. You're in the red zone, man. Big hospital. I was like, oh, no, this is going to get big. (laughs) And then I told my parents. And there was a thing that we got in Ecuador. Uh, The first contact that Ecuador had about uh, COVID, it was February 14. It was uh, an old lady that came from Spain. Mm -hmm. Our president told that he's going to close everything, frontiers, airplanes, you know, airports, like shipments, nothing mm-hmm. is going to come out, nothing's going to get out, get in. Mm-hmm. And then I, I remember that I bought the, the ticket plane, the last ticket plane. I remember that I went to the airport mm-hmm. and I was, that was actually in Argentina. It was pretty normal. They didn't even, it was the beginning. They right. didn't do anything. I was the only one, like the weird one, using face mask, alcohol, everyone, <laughs> gloves, you know, everything. I was weird. And then one thing that happened is I made a transit in Peru. Okay. So I went from Argentina to Peru and then to Ecuador. While when, while when I was um, waiting to go to Ecuador, we were in the Peruvian airport and we wait. Actually, we wait two hours in the plane. Mm-hmm. waiting for the authorization from Ecuador mm-hmm. to take that plane. I was thinking, like, I think I'm going to get back to Argentina because uh, the the control tower didn't get any any answer about Ecuador's control tower to, to, so they're not, they're not to giving... that airplane to go. Yeah, they were not given access at all. Yeah. While that two hours passed, the the pilot told us that, yes, we have, we have uh, granted access. <laughs> so then we're gonna be able to go and we were you're all like, happy yes! like everyone in the in the airplane we're like yeah we're going home <laughs> when we got there in the airport it was very very fast i can say that i got out of the plane and in five minutes i was in my car like it wow. was so so fast like they didn't even check bags they didn't do anything they just get, got the passports and made us uh write um a form saying that we are gonna quarantine 14 days in our yeah. houses um, but it was that fast we didn't go through anything i was thinking like man people could have got anything like you know 
bottles of bottles of anything like, right you know meat and stuff <laughs> but that was super fast and then a month happened like a month just passed and we started to hear uh, people were in in guayaquil they were just being floored they were dying a lot they oh my dying God, in the streets i saw that video man they were dying everywhere they were dying everywhere you know they were just driving they died they were walking they died yeah. in the hospital they died oh my god it was so so hard and when we saw that uh, i was thinking like oh man this is gonna be the apocalypse uh we got uh called uh the lights we had a system called lights uh-huh. it's uh, like for example the stop lights we have the red one the the yellow one and the green one uh-huh. every we have 24 provinces here okay and they were all closed they were on the red one time i went to do uh shopping and i saw people falling and i was like oh my god not again i, I was so scared because <laughs> i saw them falling they were actually just buying stuff and they just fell i was like oh my god what is going on now and then i just left and I was like, okay i'm leaving i'm going to another grocery shopping because this is not my place to be <laughs> All right, let's talk about your exchange then. How long has it been, man? Oh, Almost God. seven years by now. <laughs> Almost seven years. You were in Washington State? I, What city was yes, it? Yes, I was in Washington and Lacey. And now we're from Seattle, but okay. we were close to Olympia. So it's to the Cato. south? Yes, Okay. more to the south. Okay. Was North America your first choice? So how was it? Well, actually, it wasn't my first choice. I wanted to pick English speaker country okay. and I actually tried to apply to to Australia okay. and England, but they were not associated. Mm-hmm. So then I picked uh, United States, then Canada, mm-hmm. and then by last, it was, uh, it was France. I remember it was France. Okay. So you got three options. Yeah. So you're happy then going to North America because it's English speaking? Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. I did. I was I was very happy when they told me that I was going to to United States because you know watching all the movies and right. little kids and, <laughs> and all that stuff yeah. like you get involved with that kind of culture but just about what you see. So I was really very excited to to see about football because here in South America we only play you know the basic like soccer and mm-hmm. and do those kind of sports like swimming and and tennis and volleyball mm-hmm. but football was like a, like a shock for me yeah it, it was, was very like interesting something really foreign yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was so amazing when i saw the first game of my school mm-hmm. it was like wow they really get excited about playing football oh yeah like here in, in south america we play basketball but it's not like a big deal like in like in North America for example the NBA they get the leagues and everything we just have like small teams here yeah and that's it what was it like when you got to like when you yeah. landed what was the first thing that that popped into your mind like shit i'm going to be here for a year yes actually i made a scale for example um i went from ecuador okay. to miami And then I spent there almost one day. At the beginning, when I went to to Miami, I thought it was just like a normal trip, like a family trip. 
<laughs> because I only went with my dad. Okay. So we were just hanging around that. And then I wasn't realizing that I was going to be uh, a total <laughs> year, like a whole year in in United States. Right. Like I was thinking like, it's just like a trip, like a small trip. But then when I had to leave, I was like, like thinking like, okay, let's go everyone. Like let's go together to Seattle. And then I realized nope. that I, it was only me. <laughs> no, it's just you. <laughs> <laughs> when I was flying, I flew at night, 12 a.m. Okay. And then I started like probably around 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. I started to to feel like a lot of turbulence. Right. And I was like, oh no, oh my God. But it was so intense. It was yeah. so hard. Yeah, yeah. It was like moving the, the airplane like mm. super hard. And I thought like, okay, I'm not even going to make it. My <laughs> change here. <laughs> it was so hard at the, at the moment. that, But then all the things happened and I arrived to, to Seattle around probably 5 a.m. in the morning or 6 a.m. Okay. And then my host family, uh, they were waiting at the airport okay. with, uh, mm -hmm. you know, with balloons and a big cardboard with my name. Mm -hmm. And I was with my bags. And then I, I saw them and I was like, you're looking for me. And they knew that it was me. Okay. So it was like a kind of strange because I didn't meet them before. Uh -huh. So when I saw them, I was like, okay, I'm going with you guys. <laughs> I don't even know much about you, but... I'm here. <laughs> but did you have any like contact with them? Or did you speak to them through Facebook or email? Yes, yes. Actually email, but okay. they sent me a picture. But I actually I wasn't even looking at that. I wanted to have like a full surprise. Like a, yeah, like a totally full surprise about that. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and you, but before you... this. Did you do like a, like a small research about where you're going or where you're going to live? Yes, actually, it was very funny because while well, I was in my bed when I got the news that I was going to, to Washington, mm -hmm. to Lacey. Mm -hmm. And I was like, cool, I'm going to United States. And then, you know, I had my phone near and, you know, I just opened the Google Maps mm -hmm. and then I just searched for the place. Yep. I don't know why. It got me into a to a forest, and I was like, "What? Where am I going?" Isn't that go? all Washington State is? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. So then I just saw that, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna live in the forest." Right. And then you know all the kind of movies. I was thinking like, "Okay, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna see a lot of of deers and bears right. and raccoons and all that because here in South America we don't have raccoons or." Right or elks or you know that kind of stuff that only have on the on the cold climate mm -hmm. and one thing that i didn't have and i didn't see it before mm -hmm. it was snow i never right. saw snow falling from the sky um is ecuador tropical yes actually we are in the center of the world we are in the equatorial line oh right you're just yeah a bit south yeah. from colombia right so you know we only have Winter and summer. That's it. Same here. Indonesia, right? Well, when you got there, was it? <laughs> you feel like it's uh, kind of cold, but it's summer. Isn't it weird? 
Yeah, actually, I used to have like summers about 40 Celsius. You know, it's summer, it's 20 Celsius. It's like, what? Like, what? Isn't this what the is mountain? We're not on the mountains, are we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like a little strange when they told me like, hey, let's go in, in t-shirts. And I was like, I was no, like, let's no. go with sweatshirts. And no. <laughs> I took a shower with like, like super super cold water so that so that my pores are like closing yeah like i forced myself to take a shower like a cold shower so that i could like survive out there but it was worth it yeah for example when i got on the on the winter i remember waking up from school and then i took a shower and it was so hard for me to go then (laughs) and then when when i just opened the door from the from the house to go to the car it was very very cold i was like oh my god what am i doing it was not a here? win it was like a punch it's like Poop. oh yeah. shit what is this <laughs> exactly what was the thing that really um struck you in north america that that really made you realize that it was like oh shit i'm not in ecuador i'm in like a, a, a totally different part of the world what was that when i realized that i was not in my country it was the language okay <laughs> Uh, at the beginning, I was actually, there is a thing that people say when you start dreaming on the language you're learning, yeah. then it says that you know the language. Right. So I was just waiting for the, for the day to dream in English. I was like, when am I going to dream in English? When? <laughs> and then it suddenly happened and then I didn't remember. But the thing that really shocked me was actually the, um, the time zone because okay. it was it was two hours behind yeah, from yeah. Ecuador. I was thinking all the time, like, in Ecuador, it's two hours. I, I was thinking, like, people are doing this. For example, when I just walk from school, I was thinking, like, man, in Ecuador, they are already working. They are already doing stuff. And I'm just waking from school. It was, like, a shock for me in that moment. And the climate, the weather it was a little mm-hmm. difficult at the beginning. But then I got used to it. What shocked me the most back then was... Um... So in Indonesia, we we have this right right steering wheel, and then when I got there, I, I someone picked me up in a car, and then I just went to right to the left. And they said, "It's like, hmm, are you gonna drive?" It's like, what do you mean? That's a driving sign. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry, I go to the right. It was so strange. I sat on the right, and there's no steering wheel. <laughs> That's what shocked me the most. I was there. Oh yeah. And, and then was... let's talk about the food. What was Ecuadorian food like? Do you eat a lot of rice, beans, um, yuca, maize? Uh, well, actually, what we have here, it's a lot of fishing. For example, we have a lot of, of shrimps. We have a lot of shells. We have crabs. We have all that kind of stuff, like from the sea. For example, the ceviche. Uh, we have, for example, the majado. We have uh, encocado. And actually, we had what well, that's on the the coast, mm-hmm. and we have on the yeah, like in the coldest part, it's called Sierra. Yeah, okay. It's like the coldest part, like the coldest actually, but it's not yeah, that but cold. it's still warm. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's warm for them, like for foreigners that come mm-hmm. here to Ecuador. So we have like different dishes. We actually eat the the guinea pigs. Guinea pigs. <laughs> that mm-hmm. yeah. I've like seen from that. in mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's considering uh, like a traditional dish here. Mm-hmm. It's very delicious though. 
Yeah, I've everybody had, says like I've had rabbit and they're delicious. Yeah, they're probably like the meat more is or less the so same. different. Yeah, they're different. yeah uh, because they eat you know grass and, mm-hmm. and a lot of of species. The meat is uh, very healthy. Okay. So we have that. We have uh, different dishes called uh, watita. It's made of of the of the cow's stomach. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, papas con cuero. It's made out of the the skin of the potato? the pork. Oh, pork. Yes, with potatoes. With potatoes. Yeah. And we have el oriente. It's like the like the Amazonas part. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's like kind of stuff that eats like insects, like ants, mm-hmm. ants and everything. Yeah. Yeah, piranhas and you know that's more. And there's a place when where they eat, uh, for example, monkey soup. Oh yeah. They eat turtles, but that's you know that's very very typical, like traditional in some small areas. But what are the uh, what are the main carbohydrates that you guys eat, like? Uh, potatoes and rice. Potatoes and rice. It depends. Like in the coast, they eat plantains. Plantains. And, okay. and yuca. Okay. Do you That's guys fry the fry the plantains or? Yes, we have actually. We do have a lot of different plantains. Yeah. Same we have here. like eight or nine different species. And then there's a certain level of ripeness determines how to process it. Like if it's still, yes. um, if it's still pretty firm, you can fry it. And then if it's going soft and so ripe, you can make it into a cake and everything. Yeah. Yeah. For example, we can make. Uh, well, actually, we have the banana. Is that mm-hmm. you eat it like like raw? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have the banana verde. You made actually green. you fry it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the green. We have the banana amarilla. You may actually may boil that. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. have the the uh, red banana. You actually mix steam. it with yes, steam it. Mm-hmm. And there's actually oh, I, there's a lot. There's a lot <laughs> I don't of, really yeah. know much of it, but there's different stuff about that. Yeah, my question is: with that amount of, I'd say, food diversity and and cultural diversity, and then you came to North America with, I don't know, a handful of just similar food every day. How do you <laughs> how do you adjust to that? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I was happy at the beginning because I was thinking like, oh, I'm eating like, for example, like wings or hamburgers yeah. and all that kind of fried stuff yeah. that in my country, you know, that's like when you hang out with friends or like yeah. a special occasion, it's the cool but not all the time. <laughs> yeah. Cool hangout like, you know, we're <laughs> like, let's go and eat a pizza and like right. occasionally. But here in like in Washington, it was every time, like all the time. And it was like at the beginning, I was thinking like, oh, I'm in the paradise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing really good. <laughs> but then like a week or two, I was like, okay, this is this is annoying. Where am I gonna get my <laughs> my food? <laughs> yeah, because a lot of And for you? Yeah, it's the same, man. But but fortunately there's a lot of um a lot of Asians in Canada and like Asian, Indonesian, Southeast Asian food stuff are like pretty much everywhere. And there's a lot of Filipinos too. So 
a lot of those coconut milks, rice, and everything are just everywhere. Oh, so, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, whenever I wanna, I wanna, I'm trying to make um like my traditional food. I just go to the um grocery store and buy some supplies, and that's it. Oh, that was yeah, really still, nice. still not not close, not close to the original stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, man. I feel yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest attempt they make is just not no not natural no <laughs> oh my god when you when you got there was school hard for you like to make friends or anything um well at the beginning when i went to school my first day the big mistake that i made it was to go into not into the wrong class wow <laughs> i just got my my list like my numbers and then the classroom and i thought like yeah this is my classroom and then i just got in and then i just said and then i remember that i had biotechnology as as a first class (laughs) and then they started talking about u.s history and i was like what is going on here (laughs) like i think i'm in the wrong place and then i just i remember that i just stand up and then just went out like saying nothing (laughs) (laughs) and after that i was in the hall and i was looking for my my class my number and i got so confused and so scared like i was remembering like what am i gonna do where am i gonna go i don't even know where am i (laughs) and then um then i remember a teacher came and Mm -hmm. told me yeah this is your class and actually it was the near class of the one that it was wrong oh so, so right, just like, like right beside that class or just across the... yeah it was just right next to the wow. class <laughs> and then i just went in and i just saw there and then they started speaking about biotechnology <sighs> okay Finally. i'm doing good but then when that hour finished i was thinking to say oh my god where am i gonna go now <laughs> <laughs> so it just happened to me like the first day uh-huh. Like, I need help about that because, you know, here in Ecuador, um, we have the classes, for example, this class is math, this class is English, this class is science. So we right. have certain classes, not like different classes, like three classrooms about the same subject. It was yeah. a, a little difficult for me at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then I used to it. I got used to it. And it was really nice. At the beginning, I had seven classes. Okay. And I had, here in Ecuador, I had two races. I had two breaks. Okay. I had, a, for example, one that it's 10.05 uh-huh. till 10.020. And then, like, the long break, it, it was from 12. 1.05 oh, one. Okay. till 1.040. And then, in the United States, I only had one long break. Super long. Was like, yeah, super long. Like, you know, I just ate my food and I was thinking, where am I going to go? I still have time. This is new for me. <laughs> right. Well, at the beginning, it was a little strange about everything. Mm-hmm. But then in, in each class, I started to make friends. Right. I consider myself as an outgoing person. Mm-hmm. So I don't have fear talking about new people, like talking right. with them, talking about stuff. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's the thing about Latinos, so, man. They're super extroverted. That's yeah. the thing, I guess. And, well, at the beginning, I made friends. It was a little hard to understand people, like, for the two weeks, probably three weeks. 
that I was in the United States because, you know, I was used to the, the English, like the broken English, mm-hmm. <laughs> like not the native English. Right. So when I heard like a native, like a native speaking speaker, it was so too, difficult for me. Too fast, eh? Yeah, they were speaking like at the beginning, I was like, hey, can you repeat that, please? Like, what did you say? But then I started to learn and to start thinking about the words. And then one time it was like it happened. I just started to to think in English. It was just fluid. Yeah. It was it was very nice actually. That's actually what happened so, to me too when yeah. I was learning. I actually never learned Spanish, but hanging out with you guys speaking Spanish to each other, I started <laughs> Like what? Like when you and Keiko and and whoever is speaking Spanish, I was I was in between you guys, and then I understood nothing. But I kind of get them. Like you guys are saying something, and one person is asking a question, and then you reply back, "Oh, that's how they speak." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's it's all about the tone and the um, and the pattern." Yeah, that's how I started absorbing Spanish from you guys. Yeah. Well, actually, you're doing pretty good. You have a, you have a good Spanish, though. Thanks. Yeah, because um, I think one of the, uh, one one thing that helped me the most was that Indonesian. Mm. It's um, we have similar sound to Spanish, like the a, yeah. e, u, o, e, that kind of sound, and we have the rolling r, the r, mm-hmm. and then yeah, we don't really. We're not really crazy like English that with going to the beach tomorrow. It's more like a pop, 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 just like Spanish. But I think Spanish yeah, is actually, faster. Yeah, especially if you go to the coast. Oh my God, they speak fast, really fast. Oh my God, the, I can the, barely the Caribbeans, from here. <laughs> Dominicans. Oh my God. Yeah, they, they don't articulate. Very, very <laughs> Those guys. <laughs> I know. Well, one thing that I noticed about some Asian countries, it was that they have uh, actually Spanish last names, like Castillo. Oh, that's uh, Filipino. Yeah. They were colonized was, by the Spanish and Spanish and... Yeah, it was Spanish. Portuguese. And Portuguese, too. The Portuguese used, yeah. to, used to come to Indonesia, too. And yeah, we have... L- Actually, we have a lot of words in Spanish that was absorbed to Indonesian, like bandera, manteca, mm-hmm. and zapato, which is zapato. Zapato. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, shit, there's actually a lot. But in, in Philippines, it's like part of their language, man. Yeah, Spanish I heard of it. Words. Mm-hmm. A little bit. They have even small little words. Well, like, like school, words. school, their school is Escuelahan. What was the the hardest challenge for you when you were on exchange in the first three months? Because well, I guess that was the um that was the hardest uh, hardest time in the exchange, eh? Like adapting and everything. It was a uh, uh, a very hard moment for me right before uh, the the California trip. Almost two weeks before that, mm-hmm. uh, my grandmother got very very sick. Oh, okay. And she went to the hospital. She didn't make it, so it was. It was very, very hard for me being uh, not like you're there away, at home. you can't be there. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking like, what am I doing here? I'm not. I'm not even close. I remember. I remember that I was in my room, mm-hmm. and then my. I, I I remember that I heard the 
uh, phone, uh-huh. it was ringing. Okay. And I don't know why I got like a bad feeling about that. And then, you know, just like probably 15 or 20 seconds passed. And I was just staring at the door because I closed the door. It was probably around 9 p.m. And at then nine. my my host mom went down the, the stairs Six. and then I heard the knock. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, my God, I knew it. I just knew that it was it was bad. And I was uh-huh. like, I don't want to answer. But then... I said hello and everything, and I heard my dad. And then they told me, and it was very hard. That moment, it was like, no. I was thinking like, yeah, I'm going to go back home. I, w- I was actually thinking to go back home at that oh, time. Oh, you were planning to go back home by, by then. Yeah. But then uh, I got a call. Like, they went to the hospital, and they talked to my grandmother. They put the the video chat and then they told me like my grandmother told me like to finish my exchange year and then I was like yeah I will do it right and then you know that the the days have the just passed and and then we went to to California mm-hmm. with all the exchange students then I got like a like a breath of that thing mm-hmm. but that was actually my my hardest moment in my exchange year so that was all happening during during that california trip no no actually it was when when my grandmother passed away it was before. almost four days four before days the before california the california trip. trip wow yeah and i was like what Shit, i, didn't I actually that. yeah i was planning to go like that day to work with her again and i was like no but I, then your I'm your grandma's last will was that you finished the yeah exchange. to stay there and then i went there and actually i told my grandmother before all that happened mm-hmm. that we were going on a trip to California mm-hmm. and then she told me like oh nice that's very nice because she she's been there oh she's been and, there and then yeah and then right. she told me like yeah you're gonna go you're gonna enjoy it and I was like yeah but when all that thing happened I was like oh no I'm just going back home <laughs> that's not gonna happen but then we talked and, and she told me to stay there and I was like yeah Let's do it. Put a good face and let's keep doing. Right. But then all else happened and things got better and everything yeah, just got better. Yeah, wow. it was a little difficult. I never thought California trip was that <laughs> dark, man. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> I, I never realized that it was hard. Like something happened. <laughs> something. <laughs> well, it was that hard. But when I was there, I actually enjoyed all the trips. Oh, so you I actually got it. my mind into right. another thing. Like I didn't was thinking about that. I wasn't thinking all the time about that right. thing. But yeah. <laughs> we were staying in the same room, eh? Yes, I remember. We were just singing songs and everything. <laughs> Shit. And then, yeah. yeah. And then Vanessa told me that uh, you guys in the state, you guys have some... I know football, com- uh, soccer competition, inter-school competition, and you guys meet each other, eh? Yeah, yeah. How many Actually, times do you guys uh, get to meet each other through school? Quite often. Well, I I made to the varsity team. Or were you playing? Uh, I made it. Yes, soccer and swimming. Right. Actually, I used to to swim a lot back home. I, I actually thought that I was a good swimmer, and yeah, I I was thinking like it's winter, let's do it. Let's just do it. So, <laughs> I was like, yeah, everything that I, I thought my excuse was, I'm an exchange student. I have to do it. <laughs> yeah. What is there to lose? 
yeah gotta be here for a year everything was like yeah i was like i'm an exchange student i have to do it right (laughs) but yeah i remember one story that i had when i was going home it actually made it like a a, like a very small trip like you know five minutes i was like yeah it's just five minutes long and i i said one time it was winter and i was out of swimming practice I got out of there around 5.30 p.m. Okay. And I told my host mom, yeah, I'm going to go walk into the house. And she told me, like, are you sure? Are you and sure? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an athlete. I can do it with total trust in me. So, you know, when I uh, practice just finished, I was with all my gear, like my swimming gear, my towel, my wet towel, my, my wet pants. Everything was wet everything i had to to pick up my gear and actually my bag and i was like yeah it's just five minutes walk you know i got in the house around 8 p.m it was so hard for me i was like i'm it's not the longest walk. <laughs> <laughs> i got lost in the middle of the of the walk <laughs> because in somehow uh, somehow the the things just got very very dark and uh, and I was thinking, you know, I was thinking like, oh my God, I'm gonna die here. I was thinking a bear is gonna come, it's gonna eat me. You know, I was thinking <laughs> a lot of things at that moment, and carrying all my stuff, my gear, my bag. And then I made it. And when I made it, my host family were very scared. Like, where were you? What did you do? And I was like, I, so I think long. I got love. <laughs> and then I was I was saying like. It's not a five minutes walk. Do you realize that in Washington State, when um, it was n- like nighttime, like a lot of roads don't don't really have that much of a lighting? Yes. Super and actually, dark. that got me very scared. Here in Ecuador, every road is they have a light. Yeah. Like even a small light, but they do have a light. But there, they didn't have no. anything. I was actually one thing that I thought it was that I'm gonna just in a hole and then i'm gonna break my leg i was just thinking the worst that could happen to me <laughs> i was just all the thing and then i had like two or three hours of walking about thinking and i was like i'm never doing this again never <laughs> but it was it was experience you know yeah <laughs> it had to happen yeah when we're talking about like culture me and isaac my my partner we always talked about this coconut and peach culture what what is ecuador like um well here in ecuador one thing that you have like for example like in school Mm -hmm. for example in school like you have the the same friends doing the same stuff doing the the same sports so you just have one same. class a eh? one class with the same set of people and then teachers just yeah. came in the class no actually we had to move to different class okay so you we were all together okay oh sorry yeah, yeah yeah okay okay so we had we had in my school we were only 200 okay guys, like guys and boys and girls mm-hmm. we only were 200 mm-hmm you know, school, high school, middle school, all together, 200. Okay. And when I went to to Timberline High School, because that's the school that I went to in Washington, mm-hmm. it was uh, 1,700 people, mm-hmm. only high school. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> but, you know, here in my culture, 
uh, I can say that you actually meet them and then you start speaking with everyone. Then you start, you know, being an outgoing person and then you just keep talking and everything. And it's not that hard, actually. Mm-hmm. Here in Ecuador, I can say that people are outgoing person. Maybe, yeah, they are. They, they're talkative. They do like to talk, especially if you have a topic of interest with another guy yeah. or a person. You can speak for hours and hours and the same thing. But, you know, there's always different kind of people like in every part of the world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they have different cultures, even if it's in the same country. But one thing that happened to me in the United States, it was that in each class, I made friends. But they were actually just the classmates. They were just like class friends. Yeah, they're not cl- yeah. like close friends, eh? Yeah, I was like, I I realized that. Yeah, yeah, I realized that when I went, like, when we all got in lunch at the beginning, I was thinking like, uh, I don't know who to hang to, and then I was thinking like an Ecuadorian exchange student, and then I just went to a table with my food and then just sat down, and I just started to talking to guys and people. Mm -hmm. At the beginning, they were like, "Hey, yeah, that's good," like you know like a good hangout conversation yeah but then you know the things just finished like the conversation finished like that's it and i was yeah like that's it <laughs> and they just stayed there like doing nothing and i was like okay what what is going on right now so it was that different. So, you, so you guys in ecuador does have that um i'd say communal culture like yeah like your family like your families are really tied together like families yeah. everything and with your friends you have this um if you hurt one person the whole class gets hurt and everything exactly yeah. for example we have we have a tradition right in the school that if you for example you had your birthday come upcoming oh and we were still in class we right. used to hit you with the belt oh okay the, the, <laughs> the amount of times that yeah, you yeah. are you're going to have Like, for example, you're going to be 17 years old. Mm -hmm. And then we were going to hit you with the belt 17 times. 17 times, right. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it's... Yeah, man, those kind kind of things are not... does not exist in the Northern (laughs) Hemisphere. I don't know why. (laughs) I know. Especially, for example, in families, when you gather around. Right. We, every time we gather around, like, there's a birthday where, you know, everyone's coming to someone's house. Yeah. Then we're having like a small tag. A small tag actually is not a small tag. It's like big. All the nights right. talking and drinking and dancing. Right. <laughs> But in North America, it didn't happen. It actually just the Thanksgiving stuff mm-hmm. and probably around, around Christmas. But that's it. They're more towards the, um, um, they're more towards the community, like whoever's living around you. Yeah. Or the Rotarians. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. What What was the best moment that happened to you in North America? Do you have any like the highlight? I didn't know I was that lucky when I went to my host family okay. because I was thinking like they told me that hey we have all the Seahawks seasons to go Whoa. to the stadium <laughs> and, I was, and I was thinking <laughs> and I was thinking like yeah it's just a game but here in Ecuador like a soccer game you only pay like three dollars the entrance 
yeah. like the general entrance. Mm-hmm. And then the the highest price you pay when there is like a soccer match, it's like the highest price you can pay. It's like thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. But when I went there, I was thinking like, yeah, you know, it's very safe, probably ten dollars, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. And I was I was thinking like, yeah, it's not that much. And when I got the the entrance, and I saw in the back. It was like almost like a hundred and twenty dollars. I was like, "What?" what? <laughs> For real? I was thinking like right before I went to a to a college game. Mm-hmm. It was and the interest was seventy dollars, and I was like, "What? It's just a college game. Yeah. <laughs> How much is it gonna be the Seahawks?" And I, I I still keep the the entrance. Right. So I saw against the Broncos, the Forty ers the Green. The, the wow. Packers. I didn't realize I was that lucky. How lucky you were! I saw that. <laughs> I was like, no way. So I, I I enjoy that, and it was like, yeah, let's go to the to the stadium. And I was saying like at the beginning, like the first game, like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go because I don't understand the the, the football and I don't understand, I, I don't understand. And they told me, no, we're gonna teach you and everything. Oh, you should, man. Started to, it's like... to teach <laughs> I was so lucky about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my my lucky ah, thing. Shit, lucky <laughs> you, man. <laughs> wow. Thanks, man. Seasons yeah. Seasons passed. And then, do you have like any regrets or anything that you wish you didn't do, or you wish you've done more? Or something you wish you've you could have done better, or you you know places um, you haven't gone but you want to. My first host family told me to to take a map because they had a a Washington map, mm-hmm. and they told me to to write or to to paint the places where I've been, and I was looking I was looking at it like probably days ago, mm-hmm. and I realized that I visited a lot of parts of Washington. Okay. But in that moment, I I was thinking like, no, it's just like a normal trip. Like, you know, you just going to like for a hike and everything. Mm-hmm. But then you know, I was just visiting stuff like new places and everything. But living in, in Washington, it was like, yeah, it's just a hike here, near. But now when you're in another hemisphere, you're looking and watching your stuff and, and looking and saying like, oh, man. I really did this. I went this place. I went to this place, and then I went to this other place, and then I did this. Right. So it was like a kind of of mixed feelings that I got. Yeah, I think I don't have any regrets because I think I had a, a great year. Okay. Especially with all the exchange students. Right. They everyone had a different personality. Mm-hmm. It was like a different part of the world. Like, you know, when you go into exchange, you actually bring your culture to a place. Right. And when all the exchange students gather around, like, for example, in the trips we got, mm-hmm. like, for example, Tebek, Nanaimo, and California trip, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I was thinking when we were actually, uh, we were actually in the first meeting we had, mm-hmm. we were just, like, presenting, introducing ourselves to each other in the room. Right. And in that time, I was thinking, like, man, there's a lot of people from every single country, like, and there's even more people 
And I was thinking like, yeah, everyone had a different personality. And one thing that I liked the most, it was everyone had like a, like a good feeling around everyone. Right. There wasn't like, like no fighting, no bad behaviors. Mm-hmm. The, the good way, because, you know, everyone started to, to do their stuff, <laughs> the illegal stuff. <laughs> I've had <exchange> students. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you have anything that you wish you would, you would have done better, though? No, nah, actually, no. I think it's all perfect. Probably just... Yeah. Well, you know, it wasn't that perfect because you always want more experience. And right. You want everything. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, you had that, and then you just had that, like, a, a good memory. Like, it's going to stay there all the time. Mm-hmm. so yeah i think it was it was very nice at that moment that's what i said with yeah. isaac it's like our exchange is not perfect but that's actually what makes it 10 out of 10 yes it has <laughs> exactly. a good, the good and the bad and it kind of complements each other right yeah it was very nice do you have any and you were in i was in port hardy oh you were far 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 away, right? north the, i don't know oh, you, you want to go to the most north the, the closest place to alaska in vancouver island that was that was the town man <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's very up high <laughs> it was like it was like 3500 people living there that's it <laughs> that's nothing <laughs> i came from the one of the biggest city in the world the most populated city in the world, and they put me there. Can you imagine that? It was like <laughs> the biggest culture shock ever. <laughs> oh, no. I can't imagine that. Shit. But it was, I finally found the true meaning of peace and calm. <laughs> there. No kidding. Like, get in touch with nature. <laughs> like, the real nature, man. <laughs> the untouched. Wow. Yeah. Do you have any favorite favorite place in Washington State or wherever during your exchange? The place there really um, leave a mark on you? Well, actually, one thing uh, leaving a mark on me was actually it was when we all gathered around the other exchange students. So it's more to because people, eh? yeah, because every time we met, I was thinking like they are actually are from another part of the world. Right, they are bringing that small culture they have. Mm-hmm. to our small culture right. and then we all mix and we create the world right it's still like a mix of of cultures in one small place mm-hmm. like we were in the exchange we were i don't remember we were 35 right 35 35 mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it was like 35 different cultures in one single room like in one single place everyone meeting each other talking to each other right it was like very nice and yeah i guess all the trips which one was your favorite though we i had this uh experience with uh keiko and theodore okay uh keiko's host family mm-hmm. invited us to go to to a camping trip okay like to go into the mountains they had a cabin and we went there and spent it, uh three days there mm-hmm. you know just going to the lake trying to fish we had you know we bought those big canes and everything to to start fishing and everything Mm -hmm. we didn't get anything (laughs) we were were there in a boat in the in the middle of the mountains over there just with trying to fish something we didn't get anything (laughs) and then you know we just got bored and 
in the middle of the water. We mm-hmm. were just trying to move and everything. And then we would just imagine stories about like there's gonna be uh, something underwater and it's gonna turn <laughs> like a monster and we're gonna die. <laughs> yeah. And then we got very scared. And then we started to move the the boat very fast to the to the to the house near the house. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah and, then, and we were just like, let's go home because we didn't didn't fish anything, we didn't get anything. Hmm. So it was like a kind of experience. And then you know that thing of the marshmallows around the campfire, right? With music, you know that very American thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was very nice. It yeah. was really nice. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we can all agree that going to our district, it was like um, the nature was just like uncomparable to any other place. Eh? Just like if you if you wanna yes. if you wanna describe a paradise, like trees with flowing waters, that's it. That's the place right there. And then, Did you go fishing? Of course. Like Port Hardy is like the capital of salmon fishing of the world, man. <laughs> oh, I man. went fishing like almost every day during the summer. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Like ocean, like yeah, ocean fishing. I think this is gonna this is gonna be the last question. What was the most radical change that happened to you after your exchange? Like okay, you're gonna get shocked about this. <laughs> okay. I'm listening. Um, when I went back home, actually, the thing that was strange for me is that I was used to English. I used to speak English every time. I still used to to dream in English. Mm-hmm. You know, to speak in English. When I when I said something, sometimes I forgot that I was in Ecuador and then speak in English. Right. Say yeah. things in English. It everything. happens to all of us, man. Yeah. The reverse culture shock. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then actually I was speaking with my family, and then sometimes I forgot that I was speaking Spanish, and then start speaking in English. Then it happens, like you know, I had to to come back home. Like I went back home, and I started. I was I was actually going to be a pilot. Oh, I actually yeah. Uh, during my exchange here, I was thinking like yeah, I'm gonna be a pilot, and when I went here. We returned home. I was thinking, like, I'm going to be a pilot still. And then I went to Miami for my private pilot license. And then I spent there four months mm-hmm. over there. I did my, I got my, my pilot, my private pilot license. Mm-hmm. And then I got into a thing called aeromedicine. Aeromedicine is a subject that talks about, you know, the health consequences of airspace and all the travel stuff. Okay. I like, for example, hypoxia and, you know, the loss of, of breath and everything. Uh-huh. So I got into that and I was thinking, like, hmm, there's a lot of, of health issues. <laughs> and then I was thinking more and then looking through more different stuff, consequences of health. Mm-hmm. And then just started to look in at that and then I was thinking, like, man, I really like that. And then somehow just ended up in Argentina studying medicine in the Universidad de Buenos Aires. Okay. And actually, I'm applying to go to Canada to study there. For a master's? Next year. Yeah. Well, actually, not for my, Yeah, it's... Specialization. Well, you know, I like... Yes, more than specialization, I would like to go and study their criminalistics. So, for, so for then forensics. I can have like, 
Yes, like a province. Yeah. That's cool. I'm going next year to New Brunswick. Shit, that's far, man. Yeah, that's up north. East. Far east. <laughs> up north. <laughs> wow. Super far east. Yeah. Do you have anything? Yeah. Anything to say to your host family, or do you want to say thank you and closing statement? Yeah, actually, I would like to thank all my three host families because they really made my my exchange here a very very great exchange here. Like I would never regret to be with them. Like I would like to to still go visiting. I'm planning actually to go visiting Washington again. Me too, man. Because they actually they actually made my life like they opened my my doors to a whole new different culture. Right. Like all new different stuff. Like for mm -hmm. example, the Seahawks game. I didn't know how lucky I was. All the three uh, different families that I had, they actually showed me um, different kind of families that they have around Washington, even though they are same state. For example, my first host family, they had, they had, I had three brothers, and it was like you know a part of family having them, and I would like to thank them because they actually gave me everything that I wanted. <laughs> like they gave me full of experience and <laughs> the games the <laughs> everything my second host family they gave me my more family they they had uh, children but they were grown right. they actually were were getting married and everything so it was like a different culture and then the, my third family they were they were actually grandparents yeah so it was like my first one they had children the second one they had grown up children and the third one they were Yeah, they were all there, everyone. So they everything gave me like a different view of the state of Washington, mm -hmm. even though they were only three families, but still. Right. That was that was a pretty deep thought, my friend. Pretty deep thought. Well, anyway, thanks for being here, and it's it's great to talk to you again. And yes, man. Sure. Anytime. It's then... good to have the that touch there still yeah. with all the exchange students. Yeah, man. You know, sometimes I was thinking, like, wait, what everyone is doing? What if everyone got around again, each other, like together? Right. Like, what what it would be like? What 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 can happen? Like, what could happen there? Like, you know, just like exactly. You know. Yeah, that's why I'm making this. I want I wanted to check out on everyone. Everyone. <laughs> oh man. Thanks and see you next week. And everyone who's listening from all over the world, from 19 countries, I believe, last time I checked. Adios. Goodbye. Adios. Adios. Mm -hmm.